Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with, they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Hello and welcome into Attacking Third. I'm Sandra Dada, lead writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we're going to chat all things New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Got a big preview for you all. So before we get into everything, make sure you leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We're also available on YouTube, so subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third and get all the NWSL specific content, previews, recaps, interviews, all right here with A3. The NWSL season starts on March 25th. It's coming up quick, and you can watch all the games on Paramount Plus. And we are doing a team preview for every single club, both a podcast and on YouTube. So make sure you tell your friends, you tell your family, you tell your mom's dog, you tell your cousin's cat you tell uh your neighbors your old neighbor that left maybe uh the the person who went away to college and you don't see them really much anymore tell everybody (laughs) tell everybody that the nwsl is coming back and that sandra and lisa are chatting about uh all the teams how you doing lisa i'm good this morning sandra um it's good to be here i love hearing you list off random people that everyone should tell because hey tell everyone if you didn't get the gist yet um it's good good to be here Ready for the weekend, to be honest. I'm going to put that out there. Um, It's been a week. It has been a week. But um, I'm ready to, uh, I don't know, watch some college basketball this week. (laughs) You're ready for some March Madness. You're actually not ready for things to slow down. You're ready for things to get even more accelerated. What's wrong with you? (laughs) I'm so excited about that. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, we are jazzed about all these previews that we're doing. We're kind of cruising down the list. We're going at them a bit alphabetical. So, um, it, really excited to talk about Gotham this morning, kind of everything that these teams have in front of them. It's it's exciting, right? Doing all these previews really gets me excited for the year and everything that is to come because it is around the corner, March 25th on Paramount+. Plus. You know where you can find me that weekend, 24th or 25th and 26th. I will be parked on my couch watching all these games. I'm really excited about it because then we get to do like with the start of the season, of course, we get to do all these previews, but then you and I get to do game previews and game recaps. And that's something that I do really miss. I know it's like part of the, you get so used to your, your routine after a while. And then like you get disrupted a little bit, you know, and it's important to have an off season, you know, we deserve an off season too. And yet, we just go all year round um, chatting all things soccer. But you listen, you like it. 
We love it. Let's chat a little bit about New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, and let's do a preview for them. Let's start with a little bit of an overview. Let's talk about how they navigated their offseason a bit. They're going to be led this year by new head coach Juan Carlos Amoros. It's his first year with the club. Uh, they hired him out of Houston. Uh, he was the interim head coach for the Dash uh, sort of around June, uh, but got hired but didn't really join the team until really that second half stretch of the season. And the team had a really impressive run uh, under his tenure there, nine games undefeated out of the 12 games. And you know what? Gotham F, uh, Gotham needed uh, a coach of their own, and they mm-hmm. said to take a look at this uh, head coaching position. They also had an interim at the time, so no more uh, humanities, and they, they ended up uh, settling in on uh, Juan Carlos Amaro. So they also continued to go ahead and flesh out um, – you know, the, the technical staff as well, because they also had to bid farewell to some assistants um, on the coaching staff. So they've got uh, Jen Lalor, uh, Sean Harris, uh, Akalakani, and uh, they previously had ties to Amaros. They were with him while at Tottenham. So, you know, right. you're going to coaching and they want to bring in some folks that have, you know, they're familiar with it if they worked with before. Um, so curious to see where this coaching staff is going to take Gotham because it can only be up, right? From here, question mark? I don't know. Because they finished in last place in 2022. 4-1-17, their overall record, Lisa. Oh, God. It was it was really rough last year. Gotham broke some records and then not the records you want to break. They had a 12-game losing streak, a five-game scoreless streak. Um, it was tough for them. I, I'm going to say on and off the pitch with coaching changes happening and, and understanding, I mean, after Scott Parkinson left in the middle of the season last year, essentially, and Hugh Menzies came in, Hugh Menzies did try to change some things up. I mean, former Jamaican uh, women's national team coach definitely had a lot of good experience, but it was always a temporary position for Menzies and for the players. And I think that's a really difficult position to put a team in at that point in the season when you know that this coach isn't going to be here next year. So it's, it, it's, you have a hard time digging and finding that motivation inside yourself as a player. I think that's something that got them struggled with last year, as well as like a slew of a million other issues yeah. that they went through. It was, uh, it was really tough. It was tough to watch. I know we got a lot of fans um, that joined us live on YouTube and listened to these episodes that were, were going to Gotham games at Red Bull Arena, and we'd try to talk about it here, and it was like, it's just they can't string any passes together. It was rough. I mean, finishing last in the league, they can only go up from here. That, that's why I, maybe I posed the question too early. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um it's uh, it was it was tough to watch, tough to cover at times. But I think something good that really really came out of that was a lot of the player perspective as well. They never really seemed too low or, or too out of it in terms of their their morale and, right. and what we heard coming out of post games or, or things like that. So we were really curious how this franchise was going to navigate their off season. You know, who were they going to retain, you know, from that very, very long 2022 season? Um, who were they going to go out and get? How were they going to, um, you know, operate within the draft when that came up? Because heading into the offseason, Houston had, or excuse me, uh, North Carolina, or oh my God, Jesus, Gotham. let's try this again. <laughs> Gotham FC had the number one pick going into the draft. Uh, and we were like, how, who are they going to take? That's a, that is a, a very valuable selection. 
So they did some things in the draft. They did some things in the offseason. They did some things during the free agency period. They really kicked things off in the first ever free agency period. So we gave them an offseason grade of an A. So not an A+. plus. Only one team got that. We gave that to Kansas City. But we gave Gotham an A. So let's talk a little bit about how they navigated the offseason. They made some they made some additions. Uh they got some some important pieces I think uh for this team mm-hmm. in 2023. Probably the biggest of those is the addition of Lynn Williams in a trade with Kansas City Current. This was one of a billion trades that Gotham participated in um on draft week, let's just say because the some of um some of the moves that they made before draft day kind of set them up to put the wheels in motion to acquire a Lynn Williams to essentially still make us make selections in the first round. Um, like that they went out and got a Lynn Williams on a big draft day trade, like that they went out and got a Yasmeen Ryan in the draft week trade. I like that they made a little bit of noise in free agency uh, with Kelly O'Hara uh, and not only Kelly O'Hara, but making sure that they went out and targeted some areas of need. Um, there were some question marks around the goalkeeping position and how that was going to look. They went out and they got Abby Smith. I really like that pickup as well. And I really like that they made some re-signings out of free agency with somebody like a Taylor Smith or somebody like an Ifeoma Anamanu. When we're looking at some of these kind of breakout or off-season moves, what are some of the ones that stand out for you or what are even some of the ones that are kind of under the radar for you, Lisa? I think the big one is, I mean, it starts with the coach, right? It starts at the head. Juan Carlos Amaros, I was really impressed with uh, JCA and what he did at Houston last year, coming into that team and and turning their season around. Um, and Houston was a team last year that had three different coaches throughout the year as well, right? James Clarkson, Sarah Loudon stepped in as the interim, and then Juan Carlos Amaros. And Juan Carlos Amaros led Houston to their first ever playoff run um, ever in club history. And I think that getting him at a team like Gotham is going to be really good, um, really beneficial for them. They they had Scott Parkinson and acquired Parkinson in the offseason last year. And everyone thought that was going to be really good. And I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it was a good mix between club players and coach because I think Scott Parkinson is still a very good coach. And I think the players that are on this team um, were good last year. Like, they weren't bad. It was just kind of like a bad mix in the pot. So fresh start on on all fronts, and I think that's where it starts. But, I mean, when you look at this offseason and everything that Gotham did – that's why they got an A because of every move that they made and they did it with style too. remember the announcement of Kelly O'Hara, the free agent signing with them. It was the first free agent to make a move and, and to announce um, that O'Hara would be signing with a new club and leaving Washington spirit. And they did it in such style, which is like the Gotham signature, right? They, they've got the red carpet, they've got the flashiness. Um, and I think they did it really tastefully this year with all of the other signings, because then they go and they trade to a top draft pick for a Lynn Williams. And I think that's a great trade-off because a team like Gotham, they can't be 
getting top draft picks. I don't think like getting three or four top draft picks and expecting to have a turnaround season. You have to get players that have already done it, that are ready in go mode immediately can score goals for you can play against tough competition can bring that professionalism and that's someone like a lynn williams like i i think for gotham you take a lynn williams over someone like michelle cooper now the long run might be better in, in getting a michelle cooper who was the number two draft pick overall that went to Kansas City and which was traded for Lynn Williams. But I think Cooper is going to do better at Kansas City. And I think Williams is going to do better at Gotham based on the environment. So I think it's a win-win-win in in that situation for Cooper, for Gotham, and for Kansas City. Um, I also think getting someone like a Yasmeen Ryan on this Gotham roster is huge. This is another player that's ready to go. Uh, Yasmin Ryan is a player for Portland that struggled in 2021, getting minutes, getting consistency, really getting time on the pitch. And then as 2022 came along, Ryan really kicked it into another gear and said that she was going to be useful and, and made herself indispensable to Portland. And by the end of the year, she's starting consecutive games. She's um, starting the final for Portland and winning a championship with them. And then also you get an Abby Smith from Portland. So two championship players on this Gotham team. I, I think they're in the exact right direction uh, of Gotham to turn this team around. This is what you have to do. You have to acquire big players, players that know how to win, that are ready to come in and work. And and not to mention, I mean, this is a New Jersey, New York, Gotham team. Like the location attracts players. I'm going to be really honest about that. Like if you want to play in a big city, you want to go to New York. Like that it's not like you're going to the middle of nowhere. Um so I think that helps in a sense as well to some of these players. But I also think like because you are a New York team, you have to be good and you have to be able to win in order to compete with the New York work. Like yeah, sports I'm, scene. I, I hear where you're going, but I'm going to pause it because I'm not going to have the Jersey slander. There will be no Jersey, uh, you know, like just glossing over that. It's New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Yeah, what, whatever. You said whatever. They're coming in for New York. I know <laughs> they play in Jersey too. But like as this Pennsylvanian, whatever <laughs> about New Jersey, I'm going to be honest. You should actually be more, you should be like way more pro Jersey because don't no. most like Jersey folk like go to Philly? Isn't like they're downtown Philadelphia? Yeah, people that are sometimes from like Cherry Hill area, which is like right over the river from Philadelphia, say they're from Philadelphia and like they're not. You live in a different state. And I love Jersey because I go to the beaches there, but like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> come, Dirty Jersey. Come, come to New York where you can enjoy the beautiful <laughs> beaches of New Jersey. That's Lisa's, Lisa Roman's pitch to players who want to potentially uh come to <laughs> come to oh Calgary. god this is so funny i did not wake up this morning and think i'd be we're talking uh, about new jersey well look we're look listen we are a social studies show now we're talking <laughs> about we're talking about locations and, and cities and things like that uh listen i'm with you 100 i think that you have to have a certain pitch when you're trying to go out and land players, whether it's in free agency or even trying to re-sign them, whether it's somebody like a Lynn Williams or if it's someone, you know, like a Kelly O'Hara, um, even if it's somebody like an Abby Smith, even if it's not something where it's like geographical location, but yeah. what are you pitching players on in terms of what you're building? And if you're coming off of a last place finish, that's got to be a really, really good pitch. You've got to put something together to say, hey, we're doing things here 
come with us. But yep. I mean, I feel like maybe last year can be one of those moments where it was just a bit of a, of a you know, hitting a reset button, I think, for this team. This is a, a club that went through a rebrand, you know, formerly Sky Blue, wanting to try to get out of, you know, previous narrative around the club that it was not a place where you wanted to go play as a professional. Um, I think the rebrand has helped that a little bit. The fact that they went to the playoffs in 2021 helped that a little bit. But now they had a 2022 that was a more than, I think, disappointing. I mean, this was a team that wanted to build on that 2021, and they just didn't. And not only did they not build on that, I mean, to finish in last place, I think is really, really disappointing. Um, so cool to see that they went out, made some big signings, that they – made some important re-signings um, that they navigate. They had a very active draft day, you know, whether it was making the, the multi-team trade um, before draft day um, and then still shifting their pieces around to, to walk away with the top uh, first round pick. Right. So uh, selecting Jenna Neischwanger out of FSU at number four, uh, you know, and then still getting someone like a, a Ileana Hawking out of Arizona state. You know, these are young players that maybe they can get in there and try to see who can make an impact. Um, but I mean, when, with the gains, there are some losses. And and when you're looking at Gotham's offseason, it's maybe not so much uh, as it is players, but in terms of, uh, just looking at things as a whole, it's coaches and it's players, so it's mm-hmm. staff and players. So they had the retirement of, of Ashton Harris, um, and that was an immediate need that they needed to go ahead and try to address, and they did that by, I think, getting somebody like in Abby Smith. Um, but they also lost uh, some technical staff, so no Bevianez, no Becky Tweed with uh, with Gotham FC anymore. Uh, Bevianez, now the assistant with Racing Louisville, Becky Tweed, an assistant over at Angel City. Um, and when we saw some of uh, some of some early off-season moves for this New Jersey, New York side, um, we saw a lot of staples um of this team actually bid farewell. Gotham literally was like, hey, thank you for your service we're going to be moving different directions. And that included players like a dummy Richardson that included players like a Nicole Baxter, um, somebody like a Jennifer Cujo. Uh, so players who had been with this team through years when it was perceived as a sort of undesirable, mm-hmm. right? And so now um, moving forward into different, different directions here and trying to get, not only get back to the playoffs, but, but make a big run. So we need to maybe take a look at things as a whole for this roster and who we think might actually make an impact come opening day um, and who is going to, to possibly be on that starting 11 uh, come, uh, you know, opening weekend. So we'll see. Stick around with us. We're going to go through all of Gotham's roster by position right after a quick break. Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. 
Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Let's take a look at uh, Gotham FC's preseason roster by position. We love going through the preseason rosters because mm-hmm. we get to rattle off so many names over or under 30. Let's find out together. Um, Gotham FC had four goalkeepers listed to their preseason roster. Michelle Betos returns, Hensley Handcuff, Abby Smith, uh, Mandy Hot. So we'll see who ends up running off with the regular season in the goalkeeper position. It's usually two. So to have four, I'm always like, oh, that's a lot of goalkeepers. We'll see what happens. Um, defenders, they have nine. Uh, Bruinha, Imani Dorsey, Kristen Edmonds, Sabrina Flores, Mandy Freeman, Ellie Jean, Ali Krieger, Neely Martin, Kelly O'Hara, Taylor Smith. Uh, we've got midfielders with 10, Eliana Hawking, Naomi Kawasumi, Ali Long, Christy Mewis, Victoria Pickett, Yasmin Ryan, Delaney Sheehan, Taryn Torres, McCall Zerboni, and Sinead Fairley listed as a non-roster in T. Uh, Svava Gumbo's daughter, uh, Jenna Neischwanger, Mitch Purse, Ifioma Anumanu, and Lynn Williams to round out six forwards. So when we're looking at things by position here, mm-hmm. I think one of the things right away that we're going to maybe take note is Kristen Edmonds, another one of those players that they targeted in free agency to try to bulk up their back line. Uh, the re-signings of, of a Mandy Freeman, uh, of a Taylor Smith, right? And if Amano, we talked about uh, those two players specifically, but Smith um, saw a lot of time kind of in an attacking role during yeah. 22. Um, but for this preseason currently listed as, as a defender, and she's someone who's not unfamiliar Um playing lower on the pitch and getting involved in the attack anyhow. But I think it's just sort of interesting to see um, they signed this player to a multi-year deal and how are they going to utilize her moving forward? In the roster, in the preseason roster that Gotham put out, they did list Taylor Smith as a defender, but they put in parentheses (laughs) next to her also forward. Love the transparency, Gotham. I will call you New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC forever now. Um, Love that transparency because it's true. I mean, Taylor Smith is a really, really important player to this Gotham team last year. I think that's where we saw the biggest impact um, of a Smith, but playing higher up the pitch. I mean, she played a little bit wing back last year too under Menzies, but really crucial in in the attacking part of the field. Um, But you also look, they've got nine defenders on their roster, so they don't really need Smith as a defender um, like at this point, especially because they got 
a couple other players thrown in there. I mean, Neely Martin coming over from Racing Louisville. Kelly O'Hara is going to be a big impact player. I mean, getting significant minutes, barring any injury from an O'Hara. Um, that's what I expect to see uh, kind of across this back line and how things roll out. Um, now, Gotham has played, as most teams, a couple of fr- or preseason friendlies already. They actually... Yeah have one now or like this yes. morning um, against Chicago Red Stars. So it closed door. They're hard to see, but Gotham Social does a great job of letting us know who's starting, who's playing, who's doing things. And Ali Long started in Gotham's first preseason match against Florida State. And Ali Long is a player that we did not see last year. Um, new mom, Ali, yeah. gave birth to it twins is. last year. And it's very exciting to see a player like Long not only return to the preseason roster, but get a start in their first preseason match. I think that is telling as much as I, I haven't seen her play yet, haven't seen Long train yet, but I think that says a lot about where she is as a player and where Juan Carlos Amaros sees her as a, a position on this field. Um, but you also look at this midfield. I think that the midfield is probably the strongest part of this team for Gotham right now because you have someone like a Christy Mewis, a Victoria Pickett, a Yasmin Ryan, all three added players um, that either came with the team last year or are new this year getting into the mix. We, we saw time from Allie Long. There's also a McCall Zerboni who, who is on this team and has been in this midfield for a very long time. She re-signed with Gotham this year. It's, it's looking pretty good. You've got a, Kawasumi in the middle as well that can stretch and play a little bit higher. Um, that's what excites me really about this Gotham team and being under Juan Carlos Amaros that we could see some player rotation and formation shifts. I'm, I'm not sure what we're going to see. I mean, with humans, last year we saw Ali Krieger in the six at yeah. the end of the year. Remember that? Yes, I, do. I, I don't think we're going to see that again this year. Yes, I do. But I think we could, could see some differences up top and, and kind of how this team changes in their way to attack against opponents. It This roster excites me. I'm not going to lie. It excites me. Well, I mean, they were – look, this is a team that built out this roster with a pretty exciting offseason. You know, we we chatted a little bit about it in the first half of this episode. Um, but I'm with you. I, look, I think when you come off of a, of a last-place season – like this team is coming off of and you make the moves that you make that this is the, uh, this is the honeymoon phase, right? It's like, this is the time where you're like, anything can happen. It literally is like, we can only go yeah. up from here, right? Because we're literally at the bottom at this point uh, coming off of, of that seat of that uh, last place. Four wins, only four wins right. last year for Gotham. If they get five, it's a, it's, it's better. An improvement. <laughs> is that an improvement if they get five wins? Yes. I, listening to you, like sort of, talk about some of these players across across different lines. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of experience, right, on, across this roster that uh, the team can can pull from, whether it's in the goalkeeping position, defenders, midfield core, forwards, etc. You know, is this a team I'm looking at this Gotham team though and I'm wondering is is there room? Is there room on this team as it's currently in, instructed for for a young player to mm-hmm. come in and have an impact because they've got, they've got a couple young players on here that maybe we could take a look at and say, here's a young prospect to keep an eye on for Gotham. And I think we're going to both go with Jenna Neischwanger here. Yeah. Now, 
are we going to get to see her this year? And what kind of impact do you think we can we can see out of her? So initially, when I think about all the players that were added to this roster in the offseason, all the moves they made, all the experience that this roster has, I would say, no, we're not going to see a lot of the, the double draft picks, um, mainly Night Swanger. However, when you look at the front line for this roster, I, I imagine we'll see um, a, a midge purse get starts consistently, and if you Amano, a Lynn Williams get starts in the front line consistently. But then there's only two more forwards listed. You, you want to throw in uh, Nahomi Kawasumi into that front line as well, which I think would behoove you. So then there's three forwards that could come in off the bench or also play that role. And because of that, I think we could see a Jenna Nightswanger. It's also a World Cup year, which we will talk about and get into all the internationals. But I think that's when we'll see a Jenna Nightswanger, um, number four draft pick for Gotham um, out of FSU, a really great prospect this year, not only for Gotham, but in the NWSL. This is a really big draft pick for them. And I do think that we will see her get time and get minutes in that front line, if not at the start of the season, definitely during the Challenge Cup, for sure. I mean, I, I think it would be a loss if we didn't get to see Jenna Nightswanger this year. Yeah, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is a player that we're going to see on opening weekend starting 11 for Gotham, but I'm with you hundred percent that in this type of year where we're in the middle of a cycle, the world cup is going to happen. Gotham is one of many teams that is possibly going to miss an, ex uh, an extended amount of players um, that during those midweek matches that come up, you know, in a challenge cup series, like, yeah, like maybe Nishwanger is someone that you, you slot in and, and give some time to. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see because going through this again, we're looking at a lot of veteran type of players, players who have spent a lot of time in the league on Gotham's roster. So, I mean, who is that one veteran that they might pull from that they might lean on a little bit more uh, in 2023, uh, especially in the midst of a world cup year where they might, you know, miss a number of players on different international rosters. And there's many for us to look at here and many for us to, to choose and, and select from. Um, but even some of the, the experienced veterans on this team are entering their first season with Gotham. So yeah. that's why we're going with Nahomi Kawasumi because this is, uh, you know, the Japanese international is someone who has been with this team for uh, some time now and really started to, I think, kind of show that she was that experienced veteran that the team can kind of pull from in late stages of 2022. It's tough to have that uh, consistent, like, it's not as bad as it seems type of mentality that we could keep building out of this and push forward. And I think <laughs> Naomi Kawasumi was a pretty big part of that. I think we, could, we saw her coming off the bench. We saw her starting games. We saw her, you know, impact you know the games massive yeah kind of like i just am thinking of like some of these performances that she put in and the shifts that she gave to gotham last year and i just feel like this is going to be another season where they need that from yeah. her. and this is definitely a, a veteran player in the global game of soccer in the nwsl she spent a lot of time in seattle um and she's been with this gotham team since 2019 and i i think that we've seen the maturity and evolution of Kawasumi's game over the last several years as she has really taken on that veteran role on this Gotham team in particular, right? Throughout stretches of last year, 
she would play higher up the pitch and and she became this very calming presence for Gotham um, when they would be able to connect from their back lines to their forwards connecting through the midfield. It was because of the glue that Kawasumi provided for this team. Now I think they can build on that, right? Because she's been with this team, she can really bridge the gap between last year and and the positive pieces that Gotham had in 2022 to the new pieces they're bringing in, whether it's an O'Hara, a Lynn Williams up top, a Jenna Nightswanger, who's the draft pick coming in, um, to also an Allie Long, who didn't play at all last year in the midfield. I think Kawasumi is really going to be the player that everyone leans on, from Juan Carlos Amoros to the draftees in the locker room, because Kawasumi is that really, really calming presence that can dictate the tempo of a game and, and really control everything. And she she hasn't been playing internationally for a bit. So they've got her all year. She's not going anywhere, which I think is a huge, yeah. huge bonus for Juan Carlos Amoros and for this Gotham team and for Kawasumi. So yeah. she can really pick up consistency. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, we we just covered this uh, Japan's national team during the She Believes Cup, and uh, there's a couple of veteran players who play in the NWSL who have not been with the national team for quite some time, and we've heard from Yugi Nagasato, and we've heard from um, Naomi Kawasumi about mm-hmm. you know the lack of attention, uh, support, promotion of their women's national team. Uh, Kawasumi was out there like live tweeting games because there was yeah. nothing around, no promotion on socials around uh, the team and their performances. So I, um, you know, I'm looking at that and sort of seeing that she takes some of that energy into into this regular season uh, with the team, you know, in a sense, you know, people might not interpret that as, as being vocal, but, but I do, I think if you're, you know, trying to utilize your platforms uh, to draw attention or bring awareness, I think that's a way of, that's a method. That's a way of being vocal. And uh, I hope that she sort of carries that with this team in, in 2023. So I'm excited to see her be one of those uh, experienced veterans that uh, this team kind of rallies uh, around and with, because, we said she's probably still going to be here during mm-hmm. this World Cup cycle. So there's no final rosters out there right now. It's still up for it's it's still open for interpretation. So for Gotham, they could really miss out anywhere from as low as probably like three players to potentially as high as six players. Let's take a look at some players who may be absent during the World Cup stretch. Uh, Bruinha's one with Brazil, Kelly O'Hara, Mitch Purse, Lynn Williams, and Christy Mewis with the United States Women's National Team, and Ifeoma Anamanu with Nigeria. These are all players who may not be available for Gotham during some pretty long stretches of time this season. And, um, Starting caliber players, yeah. in my opinion. Definitely starting caliber. And again, these are there are definitely some locks on this list for their respective national teams, but there are also some that are maybe a little bit more up in the air. But either way, we wanted to add them to kind of showcase how many players could be missing, which does open the door for players like a Jenna Nightswanger to get more time. I also think it's going to be really important for – Gotham, because of of these international players we're spotlighting, um, I'm specifically looking at Alin Williams, Christy Mewis, and Ifyoman Amano, those, those attacking-minded players, that they get off on a really fast, quick front foot with Gotham to start this year because that'll also translate to their national teams, right? I mean, when you, especially when you look at someone like Alin Williams or Christy Mewis. I mean, Lynn Williams just getting back in the U.S. national team pool at this point. Black Wendonofsky, U.S. head coach, is going to be watching these 
these club games. And I think it'll only help a Williams, a Mewis, um, Ifioma Anamanu with Nigeria to start fast, score a lot of goals. And I think that's the the energy that Juan Carlos Amaros needs to give off for this Gotham team to start this season. While you have all these attacking players, use them as best as you can. I think someone like a Mitch Purse might be on the bubble of going to the World Cup at this point. I mean, that's a another conversation for another day. But we saw how that benefited Purse when she didn't get called in before. And I think that if anything were to happen, I mean, I, I think if she wants she wants to go to the World Cup, right? I think that would be great for her. But if something happens and she doesn't, um, can she channel all that energy with her club team and with Gotham the same way that she yeah. did a few years ago in, in that yeah. same type of position? Because I, that's another reason why we highlight these players, even though they might yeah. not be going to the World Cup. If they don't make that roster, you have to keep watching them to see how they respond to that and how um, that changes. Because, hey, they could get called back up at any single moment. Yeah, we saw, um, you know, Mitch Purse sort of elevate her, yeah. her play and her profile a bit with, with Gotham. She's you know, pissed she off. Didn't, she didn't go to the Olympics. She went on an incredible tear. And, I mean, to the point where, unfortunately, she suffered an, an injury and she was out for a stretch of time with them in 2021. But a large part of why they uh, made the playoffs was because of how they looked on the pitch with a Mitch purse. Yep. Um, I think the, the stat was wild with how they were performing with her on the pitch versus when she wasn't on the pitch. Um, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting storyline to follow for this team in, in 2023 because they're kind of back in that scenario. Maybe this is a little bit of deja vu for some folks who follow Gotham because this is, uh, they're back to where they were in 2021 and it's, can they get back to the playoffs? That is our biggest burning question for Gotham FC, they're going to be led by Juan Carlos Amoros and under his time with Houston, Houston was able to break through and make a little bit of history of their own. They finally made the postseason uh, after navigating a long regular season table and they were able to say, hey, this is something that we checked off of our franchise list. We made it to an NWSL postseason. They unfortunately got bounced in the quarterfinals. So here we are with Gotham and their best has also been a quarterfinals appearance. So can Gotham in 2023 with all of the moves that they have made in the off season, make a return to the postseason? and where do we think they might fare at the end of 2023? I think it's such a good question if they can get back to it. I mean, I, I think that they can get back to a playoff push. I do with the players that they've acquired um, with what I know about Juan Carlos Amaros and how he can unite a team. Um, it's It's got to stay, stay kosher essentially in the locker room, in the training room. That's what was lost last year with this team. When you lose the locker room, that's when it all crumbles and falls apart. If they can start on the right foot there, continue to go. I think this Gotham team will will dig themselves out of the bottom three, push themselves up higher, uh, be on the contention, be be a bubble team pushing for playoffs at the end of the season. I see it for this Gotham side. I think what they did in the offseason, we, we gave them an A for a reason. They changed a lot. Now can that translate to this year? I think they'll be a bubble playoff team pushing for a playoff spot at the end of the year. Okay, so you think – Maybe somewhere like in the low playoff seed. Do you think they're gonna potentially like host a host a lovely playoff game in the beautiful state of New Jersey? 
Uh, yeah, no, I don't think they'll be hosting in New Jersey, which is where they play. Harris <laughs> in New Jersey, same as the the New York Red Bulls. These teams are actually in Jersey the whole time. Uh, no, I don't think they'll host. I don't think Gotham will be able to be a one, two, three, four C, but I could see them anywhere from five to eight at that okay. point maybe maybe like a six to nine i'll give them a bubble of a six to nine pushing in for that last playoff spot at the end of the year um yeah. it's really hard to do a full turnaround in a year it is really hard yeah. this is i think this is giving them like a lot of props at this point yeah i mean look it's one thing to to be a winner in an off season and then it's another thing to to be a winner in the regular season but uh, I'm with you I like the moves that they made so much that um I think including from top to bottom whether it's head coach through the roster that there's a possibility that they can go ahead and and, and make a run I think a lot of it is going to depend on how much this team buys into the the head coach and the coaching staff's totally. position and tactics uh, we we literally saw how that was ultimately their demise in 2022. We just didn't really see the translation, uh, you know, between uh, coaching staff and and personnel on the pitch to the tactics to try to get them through um, a better position in 2022. So is that going to happen for this team in, in 2023? And I'm eager to see it because that's a, not only is that a tall ask in general, but that's a tall ask of, of veterans. Yeah. But I also playing in this league for a long time. I agree. I agree completely. It is, it is really hard to do that, but because there's so many new faces, it's not, a, a, and veterans that are new coming into this, right? Like Lynn Williams coming yeah. in as a, as a veteran, Kelly O'Hara. I think because of those veterans, they're also coming into a new system where, where they don't know, yes, they have the experience of a veteran, but it's not like they've been with the same club and now it's a new coach. How are they going to know we got to stick to our system? Like, honestly, I think it could really work this year because there is newness across the board. It's, it's starting a new chapter and a new page in that book. And, and when we do these projected finishes of 2023, you have to remember that Gotham is not inside a bubble. They're not competing against themselves every day. They're not competing against Florida State University every day. They're competing against other teams in the NWSL. And I know we have, we've only previewed a couple of them so far, but you have to remember Portland Thorns and their roster, how much it really hasn't changed from last year, um, and and Kansas City, what they've acquired. So yes, all of the work that Gotham has done has turned them around, but I still put them on the bubble of like a six to eight, six to nine team at the end of the year. I'm with you. No counter argument from me. Getting chills. I'm excited. I'm ready for this regular season to pop off. And I know everybody is waiting for March 25th and opening weekend to come through. But that's all we've got for everyone today in terms of our previews. Thank you all so much for hanging in there and joining us and our team by team previews. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third and we'll be back with more team by team previews for the 2023 season it kicks off on march 25th on paramount plus for sandra herrera and lisa roman this was attacking third 
the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.